Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you'll listen to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any online book retailer you prefer. Check out Drive Your Career today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you are looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. I'm really excited to introduce our guest today. With a firm foundation and proven success record in world-class learning and development, talent management, leadership development, and business strategy and growth, Mark Zides is a go-to person. Mark is the founder and former CEO of Core Access Consulting, an award-winning learning and development and talent management firm, which was recently acquired by ELB Learning. He is also the founder of Katema, an agency specializing in sales strategy, marketing, and customer success for small to medium-sized businesses, and Recipe, a digital marketing agency for rental event equipment companies. Mark became a highly regarded leader in his industry with his unique ability to provide insight, skills, resources, and experience to implement industry-leading solutions. His clear vision drives his clients, partners, and employees to remain on task and deliver innovative industry-leading solutions. Mark's recent book, The Pace, Process for Early Career Success, is designed to help young adults prepare for the workforce and explain the challenges they will experience when chasing their dreams. And I believe bravery is certainly a characteristic that most young adults who are starting their career will experience at some point, potentially very early on. Mark, welcome to Be Brave at Work. Ed, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We are thrilled to have you with us, and I did a light intro of you, and I think our listeners would love to hear a little bit more about your background and how you are currently interacting in the marketplace. Sure. Thanks, Ed. Yeah, so um, I appreciate the opportunity to provide a little context on my background. I've been in the leadership, learning, talent, coaching, training, e-learning space. uh, It's a big big space. Big space. Very fragmented, as you know. being a leader yourself, kind of in the coaching and, and leadership space. And, you know, been love the industry, love the business, been doing it for almost 30 years. And I believe, you know, I bring a lot of knowledge and insight and perspective to whether it's a company that's looking to build a leadership development program or an onboarding program, all the way to, you know, small businesses that are looking to grow and scale and where they haven't been there before. So, you know, welcome the opportunity to kind of chat with you today and learn a little bit about bravery at work. And with my book just coming out, you know, as we chatted prior to the podcast kicking off, I believe there's certainly some synergy between your background, your podcast, as well as 
what we've learned from the marketplace, what we've learned from hiring managers and recruiters at some of these large companies, but also the lens that I bring in the perspective of, you know, Gen Z's in the marketplace and and what some of their challenges may be and what some of their stereotypes or stigmas may be when it comes to getting a job. So one more thing I just want to add, I also recently did a TED, TEDx talk at Babson College, my where I'm, where I'm an alum, and it was a great opportunity. And I talked about this exact topic, right? You know, Gen Z's and the perception that hiring managers or recruiters have when they want to enter the workforce. And, and your podcast is really interesting to me because, again, bravery at work, you need to be brave, particularly when you're early in your career. And, you know, these young adults, young professionals need to kind of manage their way into the workforce in a very unique time. Well, thank you for the introduction. And let's talk a little bit about this marriage between bravery and early career success. I think people who have been in the workforce for a while reflect back and recognize the role that bravery may play. And as we have said many times on this podcast, none of us took a junior high, high school or college class in bravery. So we're really, in many ways, underskilled and underprepared to be brave and hence don't do it well or avoid it. You know, what is it that you're hearing from people in the marketplace, whether it's recruiters or individuals themselves who are Gen Zers, about integrating into the marketplace and the potential role that bravery or the need to be brave may play? Sure. Great question. It's a generality sort of, or it's a general kind of response to your, to your question. But the Gen Zs and the young Gen Ys, so I, I would say early, the, you know, early in their career, you know, 20s and early 30s, these young professionals aren't necessarily prepared for the workforce. And again, I'm speaking in general terms, but they don't have the same communication skills, IQ, you know, some of the tenacity that's that's needed to actually not just manage their own career, but make the right decisions and work within a challenging environment. And it is much more challenging now, as we all know, with, you know, virtual workplaces. And, you know, if a, if a young student in college is looking to get a job, instead of having a face-to-face interview, like you and I did back in the day, you know, they're doing a virtual, they're doing a virtual interview, right? So it is much more challenging to, you know, sort of build your personal brand and, and sort of, you know, advocate for yourself and do some of the things that are necessary to be, be successful, you know, early in your career. Well, when you look at your book, Mark, which again is called The Pace Process for Early Career Success, I'm not sure where bravery may fit specifically, but under the apply section, there's an area called handling uncertainty and failure. And, you know, is that a place where folks might experience the need to say something that needs to be said or do something that needs to be done with bravery? What are your what are your thoughts on where it might fit? Yeah, I, I think you hit it right in the head. And, you know, when it comes to that, that area in the book, right? So that, that area in the book is apply. And that means, you know, from my perspective, you know, applying the skills and the social skills and the IQ and your your personal sort of brand, you know, to try to build your career. And these in general, Gen Zers really didn't really weren't given the opportunity to fail when they were younger, right? You know, we protected our kids, you know, we put them in play groups. We, we wanted to make sure they were protected and nothing ever went wrong. And they didn't learn that skill of failure, right? They, they, a lot of times they didn't learn to have a difficult conversation. And that's what we're hearing. We're like, if you get into the workforce and there's some tension or there's a challenge that they have to figure out to have that difficult conversation, these professionals young in their career have always dealt with 
that scenario on their phones, right? You could text someone, right? You could hide behind your phone. You didn't have to have that face-to-face interaction. In the workplace, you have to have that interaction. So you have to be brave and step out of your comfort zone in a certain way to have that. And they don't have that in their DNA. Again, I'm generalizing, but in the workforce, as you know, you have to be able to, you know, have that difficult conversation or listen for feedback or take constructive criticism. And a lot of times they just don't have that experience. Well, we joke that, you know, a lot of folks are on soccer team today as a kid and at soccer games today, everybody wins. So there's a team that wins the soccer game. Uh, the other team wins for showing up, right? So to your point, there's not this brace or this reality that when you get into the workplace, you might make a mistake or you might do something that's wrong or you might fail at implementing or rolling something out. And we are underprepared and really underskilled on how to navigate those emotions. And it might hit us way harder than it would have if we were built to recognize that failure is not the end of the road, but just maybe a bend in the road. You got to get back on and and keep going. And it sounds as though your research and the people that you have talked to, when it applies to Gen Z type people, as well as a few other generational groups, I would imagine, are really either underprepared or underexperienced in failure. I couldn't agree with you more. You're you're absolutely correct. Uh, You know, again, this is what we're hearing from new hires, uh, new hire groups or hiring managers. We're talking again, large companies that are looking at bringing in college, you know, educated students. So again, a small segment of the of the marketplace of the organization. But that said, these individuals, you know, don't have the necessary communication skills or I would say the gumption or, you know, the the confidence to have that difficult conversation. What I've coached, you know, my kids on or when we've done a new hire program, a lot of the, you know, um, characteristics or, or qualities we want to call out is you know, have bravery, right? Or or have the confidence to actually have a challenging conversation or put yourself out there, right? So what, what we try to say is it's okay to fall down and make a mistake. It's okay to, you know, do something that's outside of your comfort zone as long as you're learning from it. And as long as contextually you're doing it in a safe environment, meaning it's not the most important project for the CEO, right, to, to, to take a risk, right? But if you're in a group or you're in your peer group, it's okay to make a mistake, right? What's the worst thing that's going to happen is what we always say or what we ask is you're going to learn from it and then just just make sure you don't do it the next time. And two quick observations. Well, one is a question, which is, can you share with our listeners, Mark, you know, one or two ideas or things that you might do a little differently than how you've been raised to be general, to be brave. So is there something that you can do, a way you can behave or an activity you can engage in to be more comfortable saying something that needs to be said or doing something that needs to be done? I would say that in, in a corporate environment, there are multiple opportunities to develop not just your brand or you know who you are as a as a young professional, but there's opportunities to network. There's opportunities to build your mentors or your or your your colleagues in a way where you can demonstrate you know your strengths as a leader, as a young leader. A lot of times in a college setting, you know these college students are doing group 
group projects, right? And as you know, in a group of three to six, there's always a leader. There's always somebody that plays a certain role. They need, you know, these students or these young professionals need to take that into the workforce. And an example would be, you know, go to your boss if you're just doing a regular job, if it's in, in a certain function, supply chain, finance, sales, and ask, what else can I help do to help the organization? What else could I be learning every day to move myself forward? You know, how can I move my career trajectory or better understand what it's going to take for me to be successful in this role, in this in this company? And I, I don't think there's enough of that. I think that just like any other situation, whether it's on a sports team or, you know, if you're in an orchestra, the people that work the hardest and demonstrate that they're outworking everyone else are typically the ones that the cream always uh, rises to the top, as they say. Well, and, you know, I think what you're talking about is something that's very important in the bravery culture. And this is individuals who take an opportunity to be honest and candid with a colleague, always respectfully and professionally, but take these opportunities is the importance of relationships. You know, if I'm going to give you feedback on something that I think it's important that you hear, it's going to go way better if we have a relationship and you know that I'm not just showing up to give you bad news and don't have time for you the rest of the the workday. But, you know, if we have a good relationship, we've worked together or we know each other and you recognize that I'm trying to help you, the likelihood of you listening and even to another degree, taking action in respect to your behavior that might be helpful is significantly greater than if we've never met at all. Agreed. Yep, you're 100% correct. Were there any other tips or ideas that you might have? Again, relationships is super important in the workplace, and certainly new employees at organizations have a fantastic opportunity to build relationships, get to know people, because you have a reason to, right? You're new. You want to get to know who does what, where they are, how long they've been at the organization, right? It's a great opportunity to build relationships. Are there any other thoughts or ideas, Mark, that you might have that could be helpful to people in an effort to be braver at work? Yeah, I would I would say sort of indirectly, Ed, I'd like to, you know, challenge some of the young young workers to find a mentor, you know, early in their career, right? So, you know, through your network and through building you know, these relationships with important people, you know, find somebody that you want to potentially aspire to find somebody that you could learn from, find somebody that you can help, you know, you don't want just you don't want a mentor mentoree relationship to be, you know, one way you want it to be bilateral, right? So, you know, throughout your career, you know, try to identify the, you know, one or two people, you can have multiple mentors, because as I look back at my career, and I'm sure you could do the same thing, you look back, you say, wow, you know, who are the handful of people that helped me get to where I am today, right? Whether it was somebody in the workforce, it was maybe somebody that was indirectly associated with me, maybe it's somebody on LinkedIn that, you know, you met through some, you know, community event or, or some other way, but I, but I would, you know, coach these young professionals to kind of find a mentor as well. And at the risk of putting you on the spot, if I think having a mentor is a great idea, how do I do it? You know, what is a way I can walk up to somebody or email somebody or call someone? God forbid I should actually go see them in person. But if I email them or call them, you know, what do I say to increase the likelihood that they would say, absolutely, I would love to help you? Yeah, well, that gets back to your bravery at work, right? I mean, you have to be brave. You have to you have to be able to put yourself out there. And I say it to my kids, you know, if you want to be successful, if you want to be a difference maker, you have to step out of your comfort zone. And a lot of 
people nowadays, again, I'm generalizing, you know, this generation aren't necessarily willing to, you know, step outside of the comfort zone, right? I'm a Gen X person and, you know, we're known to be more grittier and be more, you know, sort of tough love. And that's sort of my persona or kind of what I'm, and I'm not afraid to receive a no, right? So you have to sort of have that mindset and that attitude to say, look, what, what would it take where for me to reach out to somebody, whether it's through LinkedIn, through a work network, to ask somebody to help me. But when you ask somebody to help, you know, you have to make it worthwhile for the other person, just like any other relationship, right? You have to make it a win-win and you have to make, figure that out. Like you don't want to be known as the person who is always asking, hey, can you help me here? Can you help me there? Like you want to be able to go out and say, hey, can I help you with something or can I be part of your team? And if you demonstrate that you're you know, helping somebody be successful, then you can go back to them maybe a month or six months later and say, hey, remember that project we worked on together? You know, I, I'd welcome the opportunity to learn more from you. And, you know, I love that, that the chance to work on your team and I learned from you. And how about a ment- you know, mentor relationship? I love this company. I mean, again, I'm, I'm trying to talk through sort of the process and every relationship and conversation is different. You know, there's no, there's no blueprint to do that, but ultimately you have to be brave and you have to kind of, you know, put yourself out there and, see see what somebody might say if you if you you know after the ask you know it's sort of the call to action well some organizations have mentorship programs and so you should investigate whether your organization offers a program where people have been identified as mentors and can help or, uh, other individuals in your organization other companies don't have it and so to your point i think it requires a little bravery to go up to the senior vice president of sales if you're in the sales organization and say something, and I loved how you said it, hey, I love how we worked on this project. I really think I could learn a lot from you. I'd love to understand your perspective more. There's ways to say it, right, that will entice the other person to say, absolutely, I'd love to help. If you went up and said, hey, you know, I want to work with you because I want to get a better title or I want to make more money, I don't know that I'm going to jump on board and want to help you do that. But if there's something I'm doing that can help you, then my likelihood for jumping in is significantly greater. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And Mark, your book, The Pace Process for Early Career Success, I would imagine includes a lot of the information that we've been talking about that people should consider when they are at an early stage of their career. Yes, it's uh, it's certainly a combination of some practical advice, some tough love uh, as far as you know, trying to get into the workforce and and how they should think about, like I said, building their brand, building their network. And there are great tools in some of these large companies like Slack or or other tools that, you know, you can become part of these groups and part of these communities. And just like anything else in life, you know, you want to build, you know, your personal brand and your persona, especially early on in your career. So, you know, we give some advice there. We give some tactical advice, like I said, around, you know, how do you prepare for an interview? How do you you know, write a cover letter the right way. How do you look at your your resume, things like that? But then we also talk about, you know, as you're in an organization for two or three years, what we're learning is, you know, with the great resignation and other things, people are leaving faster than maybe they should, you know, maybe take a step back and say, instead of going to that company down the street for another, you know, five or $10,000 or 10% raise, could I be looking inward at the company I'm at? And maybe I can shift departments or or functions or go from manufacturing to supply chain and you can learn more in that organization in that regard because they've already invested in you you've invested in them and the book talks about a little bit of that too as far as evaluating where you're at in your career 
Well, it sounds like a fantastic resource for people uh, in early stages of their career. And I love any book that has advice versus just theory and ideas, but practical advice in order to help uh, you know make great progress. So Mark, thank you so much for being a guest today on Be Brave at Work. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. And we hope you join us on our next podcast conversation as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at bebraveatwork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at capitrisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio everywhere online. Do you have something to say, yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do, yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.